ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Chronicles of Power, a podcast dedicated to the world of power, where I review, and sometimes I have a guest with me, and break down the latest episode in the Powerverse. We are brought to you by Private Listed, your source for all things music, sports, culture, and entertainment. Hit us up at PVTLSTD on Instagram or hit me directly at Kimi Cakes on IG. Did you know... And I feel like I do this every week now, but I feel like I have to give it another push every single week. We have a new YouTube channel, and that is Private Listed. It is PVTLSTD on YouTube. Do not forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you can know when new episodes drop, like the one that you're listening to right now, because we have a YouTube version of it. And then we also are available on all of your podcast platforms so on the youtube channel we have new episodes interviews all types of goodies on there to drop every week so new content is currently streaming in i am your host kimi and thank you for joining me as we analyze mr Tariq st patrick and all of his drug dealing friends (laughs) things to know i do have a special guest with me this week and I'm so excited but I do want to give her a proper introduction because we had such a blast the last time we were here Miss Mima Creations is back in the building with us yay (laughs) (laughs) oh I like that you like that one okay so this week Mima yes my beloved Mima did yes. you know that Method Man and Mary J. Blige's classic love song, All I Need, was released 28 years ago? Oh, wow. Damn. 28 years? <laughs> 28 I feel years so ago. old because I remember when that video came out. The video? Do you remember? So I am a huge rap fan, right? And mm-hmm. I've been into rap since I was a little, little girl. Mm-hmm. Do you remember on Hot 97? Mm-hmm. Angie Martinez used to have something called Battle of the Beats. Yes. And I remember this song won Battle of the Beats for week, probably like 20 weeks in a row. Wow. They put all types of songs up against it and it just kept growing and growing and growing. Amazing. Yes. It's but amazing so song. 28 years, right? And look at this. They are now on a show together. Ain't that crazy? It's crazy. So I have a crazy theory for you that I'm going to tell you about later on. I want to know if you think that I'm crazy or not. Okay. (laughs) But I want you to tell me some quick thoughts that you had. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm bugging. Hold on. We are reviewing Power Book 2, Ghost, episode 307, titled Deal or No Deal, directed by Joy T. Lane, writer Thomas Wong. That's a new name. We haven't heard from him. Mm. All right. Some questions that I had for this episode, right? Before I let Mima, (laughs) before I let Mima give us some of her quick thoughts. Gordo was wild in this episode. (laughs) When they opened up and I saw Gordo talking to Monet in her kitchen like that, I was like, oh, he don't want to live. He don't want to live a long time. Like, is this a trend that men talk to her in her kitchen that way? Do you notice how they be wiling her up in her own kitchen? It's also like, because she don't leave the kitchen. <laughs> she don't leave the kitchen. She, she just leaves to kill people and come back inside. <laughs> come back in and, and make cornbread. 
<laughs> she don't. She get decked out to stay in that kitchen. Yep, decked out to be in the house. Either she at the in the kitchen or she at the bar. Facts. And then um so and then you know, guys, please remember the last man who talked to her in that kitchen that way mm-hmm. died in a blue Versace shirt. So Lorenzo, yep. Come on, rest in peace, Poppy. We sorry. We sorry. I know. I know it was a mistake. She don't care. But I I, I know. Okay. So, here's some questions that I want us to think about as we review today. Mm-hmm. Did Gordo deserve to die? Don't answer yet. Another one. How will Evelyn, Evelyn is Gordo's mom, how will she exact revenge on Monet and the Tejada clan? Has Cain won Effie over? How long will Cooper Sachs last? And finally, does Monet make it out of all of this alive? <laughs> hmm. Anything you want to answer that you want to give me quick thoughts on right now before I start breaking down the scenes? I don't think Gordo deserved to die. Ha! I. <laughs> Be prepared. Me and Mima, we always on the opposite end of the spectrum. So we'll, we'll tackle uh, Gordo in a little bit. But there is something that I do want to bring up. Last week, I went on a whole tirade about in episode six. And I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, Weston Holdings is a scam. Okay? And I tried to tell y'all last week because I was pissed off that Kane took the insurance money to Brayden, didn't ask any questions, didn't know what Weston Holdings was about, didn't even look to see how the money would be invested, has no clue about the company. Only thing they know is that it's a bunch of old white guys that will run it. And that's it. And it turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. Mm. And I gave you guys a nice old example last week of my days as a banker of how people used to treat me. I even give y'all a spe- I even gave y'all a specific example of a music executive who bought his portfolio over to me, a black male mm-hmm. bought it over to me. And he had no clue how his money was invested. I broke down his entire portfolio for him and he decided to keep it with the white people that he had it with. wow so if you didn't listen to that episode already that was episode 306 please go back and listen and i'll tell you all about it i don't name the person but um i've had some interesting stories as a banker either way (laughs) you and my husband could share stories he was a banker for years he was Mm -hmm. oh we got to talk about that all yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it was it was wild it was a wild ride. I mean, he may have he may have had a different experience than me because me last week what I talk about is I say, um, you know, I've dealt with racism a lot, right? But in the banking world, <laughs> it was a whole nother animal. Besides the racism, besides the sexism, the misogyny, the mm. <laughs> the elitism, the there, there was so many isms to deal with xenophobia. I mean, there was so much things to deal with within banking that it was it it made me question my morals while working there because I was like, there's no way that I should still be here. But anyway, moving from banking 
Yes. <laughs> now I'm podcasting and I do some other stuff too that maybe we'll talk about on another day. I kind of feel like that's just the corporate vibe though. It's like, it just all feels corrupt. I mean, I worked <laughs> I for corporate for years. So like yeah, it just, just has that feeling. Yeah. Okay. So we open up the episode with power, straight powering, right? Like power just doing the power stuff that we know them to do. And... I have to try not to roll my eyes when power starts to power because the Jamaica Avenue boys are being slaughtered by the Russians, right? <laughs> For the kill that Drew orchestrated with the Castillo brothers where they killed Pavel, right? So they killed Pavel and Tiny, Tiny is who was bleeding out on the ground and trying to send a text message to Kane. He's bleeding out and trying to send a text message to Kane. He gets shot in the head by the head Putin in charge and gets kicked over. And then the guy, Putin takes, his name is not Putin, but like we just call him Putin because <laughs> But he takes the phone and he deletes whatever Tiny is writing in the phone and sends the text to Kane and shoots him again just for good measure. Come on, power. <laughs> so as I'm bleeding out on the ground, I'm trying to send a text message to Kane. All right. No yeah, comment. that was a reach, like... Very much so. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Next scene. Monet and Gordo. Monet and Gordo meet in the kitchen, like we said earlier. And the reason why they're meeting is the whole slaughter with the Jamaica Avenue boys. And the Russians are raining... Fire and brimstone down on them. They don't have the manpower to back up the little street soldiers that they do have. And they definitely don't have the the arms to contend with the Russians. So she meets with Gordo to tell him, hey, you brought us into this. She doesn't even mention Drew here. She doesn't say, hey, my son is the one that made the call to do this. She blames them. She blames Gordo and his brothers. Like, you made him do this. Why, why did you make him do this? But I kind of understand what she's saying, right? Like, if you knew that you killed his father, why wouldn't you tell him not to go after the Russians? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the most outrageous part to me is how bold Gordo is, right? He's like, I'm not going to stop seeing Drew. You can't make me stop seeing Drew. And the only reason why you eat, why you a little bit of nervous right now is because you don't want Drew to know that you made me kill his poppy. He was talking real, real slick. spicy. Mm, very spicy. Very spicy to Mrs. Tahada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you, you're not going to last too long. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, oh, he's out of here. Yeah. Finish. You're done. <laughs> and she sent the text immediately. And I was like, oh, I thought she was going to kill him then and there. But I said, but you know, not in her kitchen because that's where we all have to meet. The kitchen is like the meeting ground. That's how it is in everybody's house, though, right? Like, that's where you meet. That's where you talk. Most of the stuff goes down there. Am I missing anything from that scene? Let me see. So she calls a meeting with Drew and Kane. But that meeting that she's calling is for. It's about the Russians again, right? And then they get her to, they, they fill her in about the happenings with Noma. But before we get to the meeting with Tariq, Kane, was Drew there? Kane, Drew, 
Brayden. No, remember Drew wasn't there because he was with Gordo removing the um the product from the street or something like that. Okay, okay, right, right, right. Because she did act where's Drew. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Alrighty. So we then where did we move on to? Oh, Tariq. We see Tariq. So Tariq is still hounding Lauren. <laughs> that guy was calling her a lot. <laughs> Like, when she was on campus, he was not calling her like that. But he under pressure right now. I know. And she the only person he could trust. It's so at, crazy that we say that he could trust her, right? It seems that way. That's because, you know, he's not calling Brayden. He's not telling Brayden anything. Yeah. He's not telling Effie anything because he really don't trust them. Do you miss the Tariq and Brayden bromance right now? Yeah. Brayden yeah. was feeling it. Yeah. I, I, it. Miss the, I miss their little union. I, I feel like... Um, Brayden did did right by him. It was he just shouldn't have lied. Yeah, and he, and remember in the um beginning of the season, he kept telling Effie we need to tell Tariq, and yeah. she was like, "No, we taking it to the grave." Yeah. So he really tried to do right by him, but I think they'll get back together. It's like a Tommy and um ghost kind they, of thing going on. They're, they're, they'll they'll get back together. They, I, I definitely think that they're going to get back together. Mm-hmm. They, they are definitely brothers through and through. Yeah. Especially, this is something that is scaring me about Tariq. Tariq is becoming more like ghost. And he, me in the sense that one of the issues with ghost, why I call him a sociopath, <laughs> is because he was very isolated. And Tariq is becoming more and more isolated. Remember, a few episodes ago, or I always say this, there is always someone that grounds Tariq, that brings him back. Whenever he starts to drown or whenever he's going too deep or into the far end of the water, there's always someone that takes him by the neck or grabs his arm and says, hey, 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 come back, right? And whether it's Estelle, whether it was Yaz, whether it was his own mother, or even when his mother, when his father and Tommy were around, right? They would be like, Rick, you don't need to do this." They will always like bring him back and be like, "Listen, you gotta stop. You gotta chill. This is this is what you need to do." And even like one of my favorite characters, even though she's like a side character, yeah, Tamika. So I love Tamika. She reminds me of someone from my life, and I just like I know. I, and I and I love I seeing her. I love how she looks. I love how she talks. She just reminds me. She just me is of, very like powerful. Her yeah, her she, character, but I don't know why they don't utilize her more. Yeah, I I wonder why. You know what? I heard something. I remember um, back when Courtney Kemp used to do like the after show breakdowns. I uh, I think she went to college with her. Okay. Or like like they know each other personally. Is she on another show or something right now? Not that I know of. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm probably I'm gonna Google her like while we're talking. Uh, I'll I'll Google and see what else she's doing. But I like her on this show, and I miss her. And I, and I I like what she adds for Tariq because Tariq doesn't have a mother figure yes, now. She did. And and it's hard, and he's having a hard time being. Like, he wants to get out of this, right? He he knows now that he made the wrong decisions, that he was hasty in his decisions of trying to be, of trying to learn the motherfucking game, ghost, right? He, he was hasty in, those deci- in that decision. And he knows that now because he's in too, too deep. And as the season has progressed, Tariq is just becoming more and more isolated. And I fear that he's going to go too deep 
and he's not going to be able to recover. Mm. How do you feel? I agree. I definitely feel like he's crossing over to the dark side. Like that side, that sociopath side, you say. That um, Not you say. <laughs> I, I just, no, I feel like he's becoming that person. It's like you have to play two faces in this this game. Mm-hmm. And when he came into it, I feel like he was kind of naive, you know? Uh, like yeah. he just was like, yeah, oh, he I, was could do, I could do this. It's nothing, it's blah, nothing. blah, blah. And now he's realizing his dad wasn't just doing it because he was selfish. He was doing it because he had to keep surviving the next day. Like, every day it was something else he had to dig himself out of. And that's the same thing that Tariq is finding himself in. It's like, no matter how much he clears up, something else comes. <laughs> and it's just an ongoing thing. Yeah. Especially in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> this episode was a lot. This episode was a lot and I get the funny feeling that if this if episode 7 so this episode 7 reminds me of the episode 7 remember when Julio died back in the original iteration of Power how much stuff happened in that episode like they Tommy met with Dre um this is when Dre was fighting to be distro Mm. and that's how they got uh, Julio set up by the other gang and then they came and uh, it it was so much stuff happened in that episode and I remember them asking after why was this episode so fast paced and they said we had to fit a lot of things in to to get to make sure that 8, 9 and 10 made sense so um, 7 was a lot there's a lot of things that's happening, so we do have some more scenes to break down. So I, But I do want to touch on Tariq hounding Lauren. Yes. For her to give him more information about what the feds know about his organization. And she labels him a monster, right? And she gets that term from someone very specific, Cooper Sacks. And... I am scared for Cooper at this he's, point. He's been disappointing me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I just, I don't get, I don't get where he's trying to go with, with all that he's doing. I get it, though. I get it now. What, okay, explain it to me, because I just feel like at one point it felt like he was trying to um, get in good graces with Jenny. Yeah. Then it crossed over to something else, and now it's like I don't know. I just feel like I'm going on a roller coaster ride with him, and I just don't know what's the end result. What is he trying? Is he trying to gain get that for himself? Because at a point, it didn't seem like he was chasing Tariq. I <laughs> it felt like he was off of him for a little bit, and now it's just like I just feel like where 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 is he going with all of this? Like you know. Like with this episode, and I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's because I guess because he's playing both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's hard for me to um, decipher what's his true feeling oh. right now. Like that's how I feel. Like I don't know which side he really is on. Okay, all right. I'm gonna answer that. Okay. But let me. Let me. <laughs> I'm gonna give you my my purview on that. Mm-hmm. But let me finish breaking down the scene with okay. Lauren. Because I swear I come up with a new name for Lauren every single week. <laughs> because I cannot understand why this girl is so ditzy. Because, girl. <laughs> well, you got the reason, right? Remember, they're supposed to be college kids. They ain't that nah. experienced. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no. 
The reason they wanted to kill you in the first place, Shorty, is because you were going to snitch. How the hell are you going to tell Tariq? Tariq, just start working with the feds. Just tell them and you're going to be okay. What? Tariq, you know, God bless Tariq, right? Because Tariq has so much patience for this girl. Because he's like, no, we can't do that. Because even if I did decide to work with the feds and tell them what I know and everything, it's not just a bullet that I'm going to get, right? It's not just a bullet. It And, and we can't live our life on a run like that. Because it's either going to be a bullet or we got to go to WITSEC. And we don't want to live like that because you're still never going to see your family. And right now, she wants to see her family. She wants to have a regular life. And you cannot have a regular life if you're going to sign up for this. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm why I don't know why, but something in me feels like Lauren is really going to get killed. Oh, I feel the same <laughs> way. I'm like, they really going to kill this girl this yeah, because, time. Because, and I feel like it might be Tariq. Oh, I, I feel like it might be him because at the same time, can he trust her? I think he can trust her. I know that he thinks that, well, not I know, but I feel that he thinks that her intentions are pure, especially if he took the chance to meet up with her. Right. If he went the length to get Effie on uh, on a recording to prove to her, like, look, I am just, it wasn't me. I did not try to get you killed. He did that to get the, to to um, prove to her, but also to prove to her so he could get information out well, of her. Well, that too, yeah, yes. To keep her on his side because... Yeah, but she also gave him vital information, right? She's the one that told him, I, I don't even know if we should bring this up at this because when, when this happened in the episode, yeah. I screamed. And I, I even I, I even text the actor. <laughs> Not text, but like DM'd him and was like, ah! like you're gonna what? When she was like when when Tariq says to her, How does sex not see this coming? And she was like, Sex? I know. I was he like, knew. When I tell you I said my oh heart sunk. My heart sunk. I was like, Oh, he's a goner. He is a good, and then the she way how like to he did know. Let me he tell you, know. he does know. I was when like, Michael oh. Rainey Jr. did some acting in that scene. You he see, did. he put he his did. head down. He looked completely stressed. He looked, <laughs> I'm calling it from now. Michael Rainey Jr. is gonna get an Oscar. <laughs> no, Before, he in this he lifetime he is gonna get an Oscar because when I tell I you that boy so. was doing some acting in this show. Listen, the man been on the show since he was like two. So. <laughs> He need to get something. He need to get something. Have you yeah, seen that kid through what elementary, through junior high, junior high, high, school, high school, college? college like everything. he need to get that award at the end. Because but the stress in his face. No, and I, I, I hope him. it don't age him in real life because he plays no. some tough roles. He is. for his age. <laughs> He got a hard life. He got a hard life. Okay, so <laughs> so after that, now uh, we see Brayden banging up the headboard with Kiki. Just but, another sex scene that that I could have done without. Pause. Why? Why? And then all of that, and you thinking about Tariq? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's his romance. So like what? <laughs> I, got, I gotta stop laughing <laughs> because. <laughs> 
because she was like, oh my God, that was like this amazing. So great. And he's so like, amazing. yeah, I'm thinking about Tariq. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> now? Like, so I thought I don't put this grade A naughty on you. You know, you that was tell just... me about Tariq? <laughs> like, timing. That was, I, I would have kicked him out the bed. That was just weird. <laughs> Very weird. Um, but so, one of the things that we were talking that I mentioned in a couple episodes was um, the sex scenes. Are they bothering you as much as they're bothering everyone else? Because they don't have a purpose. To me, it's just like, okay. Like, okay, so so like in the initial power, right? When, oh, God. Stop. When they would have... <laughs> I'm just I, wish, real quick, I wish this was videoed so you guys can see our face. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, real I'm quick. Mm -hmm. Like, when they would show Tasha getting it on with Sean or Ghost getting it on with Angela, they was having an affair, so it made sense. But these scenes is just like, Why? Like, I just feel like, why? Like, why did we need to see um, Diana and Salim? Oh, God. So, but anyway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm done. God. I'm done. Okay. All right. All Some right. of them is just like, they just throw them in there. And it's just like, why? And then I feel like, because they're playing college kids. It's just, I don't know. It makes you feel weird? Very. Like, okay, we knew this was happening. We didn't need to see it. They could have insinuated. You know, so here's what I've noticed. They don't show Tariq doing that stuff. They just insinuate that yes. he does it. They don't show him. So I'm like... Maybe it's something his mother put in the... I mean, but he a big grown man now. We, <laughs> well, we just said we out, saw him since he was two. He started out in Pampas. <laughs> she signed the cause. <laughs> that he can't. Okay, all right. So Pampas, all right, so... <laughs> let, let me let okay. me move back. Let me move. Okay. So for the the sex scenes, it's a lot of them. I, I will say it's a lot, and I'm struggling to find the purpose for them. Sometimes struggling. Um, I feel like they kicked it up a lot. They the... they did, but I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, right? Because I know if it's the right person in the scene. I know I'm not going to feel the same way. Like, I'll give you an example. Because we see the setup with Effie and Kane, and remember the last time for episode four when you and I were talking about this, when I was saying, I didn't even, like, I didn't even pick up that he liked her like that. Like, I I thought he liked her, but I thought he Girl. liked her as a get back because of Tariq. No. Because he, he flirted with Lauren. He flirted with Effie. Like, he flirts with everybody. But, you know, I I see the the gems now. I see that he was laying the groundwork for all of this, all of the seeds that he, he was planting. So I don't want to sound like a hypocrite and be like, oh, I don't like all of these sex scenes. And then when they have a Woody McLean or Woody McLean playing Kane scene, I'd be like, oh, okay, that was all right. I could deal with that. <laughs> and be like... You're that not one, right. That one wasn't that bad. That's because he's not really a child. Oh, uh, but who would he, he be? Who would he be having yeah, relations with, with? A child. With with Effie. A, with, well, with, I don't know how old she is, but yeah. No, in real life, Effie is like thirty. Really? Yeah, Shorty is like thirty years old. Okay, okay. So, well, <laughs> she's doing a good job. Cause I thought she was like nineteen, twenty. That's no, good. You no, go, no. girl. 
Uh, no, I'm saying youngest? she's 30. Maybe she's like 27. But I'm just okay. rounding. And I think Lauren is about the same age, okay. too. The girl that plays Lauren. How old is Tariq? You know, I never... Tariq is 21. Oh, he is. He's, he's yeah, young. He's the baby. Yeah, Tariq yeah. is the baby. Yeah, Tariq is 21. Brayden, too? Is that Brayden, Brayden is in the same age group, but I don't think he's that young. Okay. Uh, Brayden may be like 25, 26. Wow. But these are things that I can check for you right now. But, yeah, so, I know I'm going off on a tangent. Back to the scenes. Back to the scenes. Okay. Okay, so we we finally make it to the warehouse now, and they finally clue Monet in on Noma. So, Monet has had no clue about Noma. Isn't it crazy that we've only seen Noma, like, two or three times? Yo, Mima is in here falling out on the chair. (laughs) We've only seen Noma, like, two, three times. Throughout the... Sorry, guys. Throughout the entire season, and she is the wickedest... Of them all, and we've only seen her. This not that this is light, but she chopped off somebody's hand, and then we saw her again in Italy. What is she doing? She keeps sending her 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 bronze to do the well, work. Well, Obi Obi is her henchman, and Obi is handling the but children. What, but what is Sis doing? Sis is looking after her daughter, and Sis don't even know Monet had her ring. That was about to have her oh. ring and a jet and the whole life. So. I just find that she knows everything, but then she doesn't. That which part is, kinda, is just like which is power being power, right? They're just they give us a little that? tidbit. Yeah. First of all, first oh, of here all, we go. First of all, tell okay? me now. Tell me. <laughs> regular, us regular. I won't even say regular. Just women in general. Right, that are not big time drug lords or whatever. <laughs> we know no Griselda Blanca. We Blanco. know when something off, or if something is not, you know, like we be knowing what's going on with our men. I just find like you didn't have no type of sense that Monet is around, though. As much as he loved her, like I feel like um, what's his name again? Jesus. Who are you talking about? Her fiance? No, the one who Mecca? got killed. Mecca, yes. Yeah. That was her fiance. That's where the ring come in p- into play. I Mecca. just feel like she lying. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you feel like she's lying. She, I just, she yeah, done chop off a woman's hand in Central Park. Watch the episode again. You didn't see all of their face when she was like, my fiance, Mecca. They all kind of a side-eyeing each other like, he was, he was all over <laughs> <Okay>. Monet. <laughs> So okay, I just I just I just feel like she's gone, but gone where you don't even you you unaware to everything. That's just. Um, but so, okay, maybe it hasn't been revealed yet. But I just feel like she's either playing like she doesn't know because I just feel like you knew where to find that blue diamond. She did, but you didn't know your man was planning to have a life and family with his child that you don't know about. That was a basketball player. Like I just don't believe. No but more. we have more episodes to I go. I know. I know. I'm just saying. We got more episodes to go. So she she may appear again. Even I though so. I checked I checked something to see oh. what episode she's going to be in and I don't see her in the next I don't know. Yeah, that that disappearance is a little strange because she started off the show Mm -hmm. with a strong presence. And then it's like she left Obi and that was that. If anybody knows the actress that plays Noma, can you please get in contact with her for me? Because I've been I DM'd her and no one and no response. I reached out to stars. Nothing. So I would love to have her on. Maybe she's like 
filming something else somewhere, but I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, but they got Wi-Fi. <laughs> you, can open, you can open your DMs. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Does she have a big following? Um, not more than anybody else that has been on okay. my show. I anyway, but like I said, the season has is not over yet, so we'll see how that plays out. Maybe she just was pretending she doesn't know anything but i just find that weird i have questions i definitely have some questions mm-hmm. Me too. okay so all righty so the warehouse scene uh monet is exposed to noma she found out like how treacherous this person is what type of operation that they're running monet had no clue about any of this because remember she is grieving zeekster <laughs> so zeke is dead and she's been in the house moping and grieving which she should do because i mean part of it is guilt Right. Because she she wasn't playing a maternal figure to uh, the mother figure to him. She was playing the aunt figure to him. And she missed a lot of his childhood because she sent him to go live someplace else while she raised her her children with Lorenzo. So, you know, I think a lot of it is grief and that she feels like she missed out and that his even whatever she felt like she was going to make up for in his adult life. She couldn't now because he was taken away from her. So I do get that portion of it. So she missed a lot of things that were happening. So now the kitties are selling drugs and they're selling guns. And now her children have brought or her son, Drew, has brought down a war with the Russians. And she right now is in the warehouse trying to figure out with the rest of her cohorts, how can we stop the bleeding? What can we do to cover up the wound or like to seal the wound? And no one has any ideas for her. So she looks around the room. She asks Kane, what are they going to do? Kane is saying, well, you the boss, right? So tell us what to do. And I'm so glad that Kane is the only one that stands up to her sometimes. Like he is the only one that will go toe to toe with her. And even, you know, he backs down a little bit, but he still is the only one that will check her because she has such a, like a powerful presence and they just don't. They, they don't go toe-to-toe with her. And Tariq completely ignores her. He doesn't... <laughs> Tariq is... Uh, what was he doing? I think he was drawing or he was in his phone. <laughs> he was texting Lauren. He texted Lauren trying to figure out what the feds got on me. Facts. <laughs> he, he, his mind occupied. Yes. Like, and then, they, then you know, Kane tells his mother why he's so out of it. He was like, oh, he's mad that we killed his wire-wearing girlfriend. And Monet had no clue about any of this. Like, Monet is always out the loop. And remember last season when Tariq had to tell her that Diana stole the money from the bar? And that, uh, what was the other thing that happened? I think Diana stole the money. And she stole the drugs from the um, rooftop? No, no, no. That Kane sugared the product mm. to, to manipulate her into going into business with Mecca. And what did Drew do? And Drew had a boyfriend at Stansfield. So and <laughs> he just laid it out. He laid it all out. But that's when she locked him in the car where he was trying to go to the custody hearing for Yaz. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, you want to do this to me? Well, let me tell you what you don't know. <laughs> He's like, check your children. I check go. your children. I have to go. I have things to do, Mrs. Tahada. Okay? All right. Now, so she finds out about them killing air quotations them killing lauren Mm -hmm. and she's like well Tariq, 
it sounds like you need to thank the person who did that because and he's like, no, we don't have to thank the person who did that because the person who did that didn't need to do it. The case was over. And now there is an investigation into me because they think it's a murder. And, you know, her response to this, I didn't really understand. She was like, well, at least you're not dead. And I was like, what? They, know what they to still r- investigated. They didn't know what to write in that part. <laughs> they they gave like, up. They gave up. I think she ad-libbed that one. <laughs> At least you're not dead. What? what? I just told you that there's a whole investigation into me. And we here in a warehouse where there's tons of drugs. And you telling me it's all right because I'm not dead? All right. So, but... One of the things that we have learned with power is that there are no loose ends. Everything has to be tied up, which is the point of them killing or them pursuing the kill of Lauren. Granted, they Effie didn't do a great job with it, so we'll, we'll see. Now, he does come up with the plan of having the Russians' shipment seized. And he uses Tate to facilitate that. And this is him scratching Tate's back, right? Doesn't Tate remind you of Eric Adams? (laughs) (laughs) Who else said that? (laughs) Did somebody else say that? I think so. So They are the same person. (laughs) He had me cracking up. He was like, somebody following you? (laughs) He was like, I can't be with your shady self. (laughs) I was cracking up because Tariq was looking very paranoid this episode. Because he is. Yeah. He is. What did you mean? Tate is just hilarious. He is hilarious. But you see the grant, the grandstanding that he did with the drug bus. That reminds me of Eric Adams when remember when he when he crushed the dirt bikes. <laughs> so for those of you who are listening who are not in New York, we have a mayor here called he is the he is nicknamed as the nightlife mayor. And if you want to know where the party is at, just look at his Instagram page. <laughs> Mayor Eric Adams is gonna be there. <laughs> he was at he was at the versus with Dipset and the lot. I can't. He was. I can't. He he was at the Drake show at the Apollo. Listen, he just want to have a good time. But okay, so the reason why I say Tate is like Eric Adams is because um, Tate had a whole press conference for the drug bus, and he wants to show that he's hard on crime. And Tate is an ex cop, and who else is an ex cop? Mayor Eric Adams. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they follow, they're following the same rubric here. Anyway, I, I could give y'all some more similarities between Tate and Eric Adams, but I'm, I'm going to leave it here for now before they shut my podcast down. I can't. <laughs> All right, Saxon McLean. Let's get through them really quickly. So Saxon McLean, they meet with the new red man. <laughs> red eyes. <laughs> what the... With the red man zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the walking dead. Can, can we? Okay, so everybody, Mima is of Mima Creations and she is a professional makeup artist. Can you please talk to me about new red man's? Wait, wait, hold on. About Theo's makeup in this episode. Of I, I was watching the episode in the dark. I had to turn on the lights because I was like, <laughs> is his eyes red? Like, is the makeup around was his, his eyes skin red? Gray is the question. What was going on? He looked like a zombie. Like I understand we were trying to make him look sick, sick but, but it was a, it was od. It, it looked bad. <laughs> that that makeup, I don't know. And I don't know if this new red man just overplaying this part. The but fact he really... that you say a new red man, 
<laughs> he just really looked like he don't want to be here. <laughs> He looked like, look like they sent him to do a bad task. Like, I, he, I don't really want to do this, guy. He is giving substitute vibes. Yes. <laughs> right? But every time he comes, he be like, man, what y'all call me in here for? Like, he just looked he's like... Giving, he's giving uh, substitute vibes for the... No, Redman. No, Redman um, was doing a good job playing Theo, but this new guy, he really looked like he can't be bothered. Yeah, he looked like he doesn't want to have anything to do with this. No, like, why am I on this show? Why am I here? (laughs) Why am I here? Then they got me with this red makeup on my eyes. (laughs) I'm like, is he just overplaying this part? That man always looks so annoyed, but. He he does. uh, So maybe his annoyance is. Is him acting frustrated with his brother? This is what I. This is what I am gonna resolve and say. He is frustrated with his brother for trying to get him out of prison because he took the rap from McLean and he wanted McLean to live a good, clean yes. life. And he is. And he is. Um, he has come to terms with his mortality. He knows that he doesn't have long to live and he just wants to serve out the rest of the prison sentence. He doesn't want to fight to get out. He just knows, okay, I'm terminally ill. Let me just serve out the rest of this time and you enjoy your life. I did this as a sacrifice for you. That when he said that line, that was powerful. Which one? At the end when he was like, if, um, if you go to jail, then it was like, I served time for nothing. Right. That was, that, that hit home. Cause it's like, (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Like, like I didn't do this for you to still be crooked. Yeah, I didn't do this for you to, to still mess up and yeah. end up here. So, yeah, I do I do get that part of it. That's why I'm like, maybe that that's where his annoyance is I'm just saying he's not picking up from the energy of right the original. No. The, the yeah, original. You're right. He's giving right. substitute vibes. He <laughs> just, he's playing the good role, but he's not, he not picking up the energy of Redman. Okay, so Saxon McLean, so they meet with him and they try to go over the parole hearing and he is bombing because he doesn't want to get out. And then Sax discusses all of this with Jenny and he proposes the idea. I know, I know. He proposes... I hope she dies. <laughs> Yo, let me get through it. Okay, go on. He proposes the idea that they switch out one of the parole board members uh, so that Theo would have a better chance of getting out. And then they end up paying off the parole board member. And right now, I'm in a recording studio, and the people below me are so obnoxious with the music that they are playing. So if you guys hear that music, it's because the noise is bleeding through the the studio that I'm in. So please excuse it. But they are just being disgusting today. Either way, he tells Jenny that he confronts her. He's like, listen, you've been lying to me. You manipulated me. And right now, if you do anything else, I will not hesitate to burn you with all of this. Do you think he's good on his word with that? Just what, that's, what, that's what I said in the beginning. I don't know what to believe with him. Like, I feel torn. Because at one point, it feels like he's all for her. And then another part, it's like, he seems like he's for um, McLean. Like, he's like I don't know. I just don't know which one to believe. I don't know which one to believe. So, 
So that's just me pulling the mic closer to her mouth so that we can, we can hear her sorry, properly. Sorry, guys. sorry, sorry. That's okay. So we, all right. I think, here's my thoughts on sax. I think sax is the same sax. And he wants to catch the bad guys. The problem with sax is that he is going to do anything to get the bad guy. But what he doesn't realize is that it makes him a bad guy, too. I was just about to say, they're all bad guys. They're all. They're, they're all, all corrupt. Bad. It's just that they're yeah. on the other side of it. But they're just as bad as the Monet in them. Yeah, just with different different motivations, right? Exactly. So I, I do, I, I see how someone can say, I don't know what side he's on. I know what side he's on. I know that he just wants to get Tariq he does want to get to, before I used to be like maybe he doesn't want Tariq as bad I know he wanted Ghost and Tommy like that's who he wanted but now I kind of feel after the conversation that he had with Lauren because I was on the fence I was like you know he did take up for Tariq but he only took up for Tariq in the sense that he knew that he didn't kill Lauren because he saw Tariq's reaction when he found out that Lauren was dead. And he knew that he didn't have... he His gut told him that he didn't have anything to do with it. And that's the only thing that he admitted to Lauren. He may not have tried to kill you. But what about everything else that he was involved with? And that's where I believed him. Where he said, Jabari Reynolds. The kid in the pool. The stuff that happens at Stansfield, he's he's always behind it. And granted, there is explanations for all of this, right? The person in the pool was, was trying to was trying to kill him, so he was. he was defending himself. Actually, two bit helped him out there. Yeah. And then Jabari Reynolds, Kane was the one that shot Jabari Reynolds, but granted, Tariq had to finish it off because what did we say? No loose ends. Yeah. And we know that Jabari, as Tariq uses this term, and we know what it means, Jabari is a civilian. He, whether or not he laid on his back while he bleeding out saying, I'm not going to say anything, and if he would have survived, he's definitely telling the cops once they take him to the damn hospital. Jabari was giving Salim vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq, stop, stop. Tariq, I'm going to tell, look, I'm writing this book about your drug life. So stupid. Why like, would why you would tell you do that? a drug dealer that? Like, why would you, you ask that? him for a bullet? <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
without it, a job, without, without a job. anything. And, and Davis came and saved you. Swooped in. And my whole thing is like, how are you taking Davis down for being crooked when you just as crooked? They all crooked They're back all there. Crooked. So it's like the fact that he's willing to... Like, where does he see himself going after he unloads all of this? I, that's all. The, so, that, but that's the mm. point of it, right? He's not going anywhere, Mima. Because Shorty is going to... He is... <laughs> I've never seen someone pack themselves up in a... <laughs> he packed his own suitcase. He put his own body in the suitcase. He about to pour acid all over his body. He may as well just kill himself at this point because... <laughs> it's true. Or he, run away. He, what? Run away? They're going to find him. Yeah. They gonna like Sax is gonna die, <laughs> okay? Like there's no ifs ands buts about it. Shorty is out of here. He wrote right now. You see how last week they released uh, Poppy's obituary. Sax wrote his obituary this episode. You hear me? Sax sat down and said, "Cooper Sax." Grew up on one two three Main Street. He went to college I, at Syracuse he de- University. He definitely did because I just feel like, sir, what are you doing? Because digging his grave—that's what he's doing. Me. This is my thing, right? And Wait. we all know that smacks, smacks, sax is so, <laughs> sax is so smart. But it's like one scene we see you yelling at Jenny for lying about Lauren and keeping her alive blah 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 now all of a sudden y'all besties again and you willing to trade it all and give well, her all the that's because she's twisting his arm because she told him I will I will take you down in the Rico because of you admitting that you brought the gun to truth that night she just she's a horrible. That's that's only if he planned on taking her down, but then that just makes him more crooked. No, he so. didn't want to cooperate. He's because he, what he said to her when he found out that Lauren was alive, he was like, "Well, what if I don't want to cooperate with this anymore? You've been lying this whole time." She was like, "Well, then I'll tell him that you brought the gun to truth." Jenny is she wicked. She needed that bullet that Whitman took. He he needed it too, but she needed to be behind him. She needed to be behind him. It's so crazy that we're we're rooting for the drug dealers here. The drug dealers and the murderers. You know why? Why? Because I just feel like it's the anti-hero. That and also it's I just feel like like Tariq and all this stuff, like they're just seeing it from a certain side like oh they're just criminals they're just out here committing these crimes they don't care about people's lives when on the other end with Tariq and Tommy and all these people they're just trying to survive another day whereas the cops are being the cops are being crooked just to be crooked to just bring more bad guys in but they're not knowing the backstory like I feel like the bad guys have a story of why they're that way uh-huh. and these cops are just doing whatever they can to take the people down like gotcha so i just feel like they're just crooked i don't know i just feel like they're worse than the drug dealers <laughs> you think they're worse than the drug dealers yes because they're supposed to be good people and it's like bodies they're... are dropping well <laughs> mima they are dropping like flies Speaking of which, all right, all right, all right. Let's, it's just let's a keep big going. mess. So, We're going. Tariq, so Tariq now, this is before we find out the thing from Lauren at the end. So Tariq keeps calling Davis and like, okay, well, did you hear anything about an investigation? And he says something key here. He's like, either Sax doesn't know or he's lying because there's definitely an investigation. And McLean is like, what? That's another thing. When is McLean going to wake up? 
You, I know he's you too, stuck, on he's too Theo, stuck on his brother, but it's like, sir, you, he, he, he's a sharp dude. That's how they played his character in this show. Like he's very on point. And then it's like you just sax just messing around in your drawers, looking at your file. Like yeah. the I'm, fact I'm actually that he surprised he doesn't have any cameras in his this office. This is what I'm saying. Like I just feel like he's being very lax with sax, knowing that sax is kind of grimy. Like you saved him because he got fired because he was doing a lot of. Underhanded Mess. stuff, yeah. Exactly. So it's like you take him on to work with you because he is good, but he's also a snake. So I would have kept the eye on him somewhat. Right. Okay. And he'd just be like, oh, I'm leaving. And it's like, you just, it's, it sacks here. All right. I don't know. So let's so. move to Monet and Kai. So Monet and Kai are flirting in the house. Oh, God. <laughs> Over wine and charcuterie. <laughs> wine and cheese. And charcuterie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. They in the house, and she's trying to get an ally out of Kai and his crew. And Drew walks in and like, Poppy not even cold in the ground getting y'all in here cheesing and skinning your teeth, right? But um, why is this significant? This is significant because she needs someone to pin this on. And if it seems like I'm rushing right now, it's because I do want to get through what she does. Monet gets an ally in Kai so that she can plant the phone that she was texting Gordo with on Kai. So she sends a quick text. They send up they set up a whole ploy at Kai's after hours spot. They go there, Drew Drew is outside waiting, and so is Kane. Someone runs up, they start to shoot. And then she's about to she she's about to go to stab Kai, but he's stronger than her. He's able to overpower her. He doesn't get stabbed, and Kane comes in and saves the day like normal. Kane is always saving them, always. He's always on time. Shoots Kai, kills Kai, and she plants the phone, and they hear the phone ring. And she puts in the text, I think they know that it's not the Russians. And she tells them, she tells Drew, take this phone and meet up with this person so this way we'll find out who killed Lorenzo. What a wicked, wicked (laughs) woman. Oh my God. Is. Oh my gosh. She on some demon time hard. You would think she would feel a little. You know, since she killed Lorenzo, but she on she just being reckless. Yeah, she just because she doesn't want want them to find out that she had a hand in it, and she's going through any lens. And one of the, I think I mentioned this in a few episodes a, a few episodes ago, or this could have been in episode five, that has not been released yet because the audio got messed up. Where I say, I could respect her a lot more. If she just were to say that she did certain things. One of the reasons why I respect Rock from Raising Canaan is because she's pretty blunt in what she's doing, right? She's going to tell you, listen, I did this and I did that here. And she may even give you a reason why to validate why she did it. And then she also takes accountability when she messes up, in particular with Scrappy, with Scrap. Moving on. Let's go to Big Bank Bruchandria. 
who was rapping. And then our brother Salim Ashe Freeman steps on the stage to try to win back his girl Diana <laughs> with soft spoken word. <laughs> Diana's response to this get one of the other groupies to suck your dick <laughs> when she said that I busted out laughing the way she said it I was like oh my gosh but yeah she's she's over Salim so Salim is officially dumped um, he also lets it be known that she is that he knows that she's selling drugs at the candy store so how does everybody know that she's selling drugs at the candy store she definitely <laughs> wasn't good at it that's why I don't know why, why the father gave it to her cause I mean, well, they need. Well, he was under pressure because Kane was like, "Listen, this got to get done." No, I know, but come on, like you could see the difference. Not getting off topic, but like as soon as Effie went on the rooftop, she was like and walked away. Walked right away. <laughs> What's her name? Didn't even. She didn't even peep look. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, but you're she, not for this life. She's not, and she doesn't want to be. Yeah, and I, know. And I respect it. She, yeah, yeah. she doesn't want to do it. She's over this. She wants to get away from it. And that, and that's one of the last things that she spoke about with her dad. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go to school. I don't want to be a part of this. And I respect her for it. And she and seeing this, I'm like, she's not really cut out for this. Yeah. She and she doesn't want she 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 shouldn't have to be. <sighs> but I'm glad she she got uh Celine. And then we find out that she exposes Trevor Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> who was that adopted by Orange Man supporters yeah and uh, he went to prep school he was an equestrian right <laughs> and it was the picture for me it's the picture she, she told him you're not too photogenic <laughs> she needs to stop acting like she wasn't dropping it low so, a week before I know but but still I mean but he he disrespected her dad so I get it. He was just doing too He's doing, he too, was doing much. too much. Too much. Too much. Speaking of Effie, uh, she like you said, she spotted the camera. So I'm just going through my notes right now. Mm-hmm. She spots the camera, texts Kane immediately. They meet up and Kane, who promised her that he would give her additional product to sell, he couldn't do it because they needed it. And he offers to pay her tuition and she says no she declines and then we find out that he ends up doing it yep he's so i made a comment on another post uh by powers fire where i said he's gonna do a grand gesture and this was the hook line and sinker like this like she she likes yeah. him. she likes him now she like he a man <laughs> he's a man man but i don't think I think that they're going to bump, right? Like they're they're going to hump each other. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's coming. But here's my crazy idea. Okay. I think Effie still loves Tariq. She does. She definitely does. She does. Um, but Kane is just something to fill the void right now. Even though they do make a good couple. But I see them butting heads too much. Because someone always has to give. And I do think that Kane would, but I don't know how long that would last. It's kind of like his relationship with Monet, right? Like, he does listen to Monet, but after a while, he's going to be like, no, <laughs> I see what you're doing to me. You manipulated me. But I, I don't know how long Kane and Effie would last, mainly because I know that she still loves Tariq. I feel like she still loves Tariq, but in enough time, she'll probably get over him and go because I don't see Tariq ever going back to Effie. No. 
So I, she she could wrap that up. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you she, know, I, I don't know ever. He may. We'll see what happens. If it's for an opportunity. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, th- that's how it goes. He, he's but not for love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could see him playing into her feelings for him and using her so he could get information or get that picture. But I don't see him trying to be romantically connected to her again. You know, you know how, I'm sorry not to say it like that, but some men, once they get scorned, that's it. And he feels like it's the ultimate betrayal. So I don't think whatever she feels, I don't know he'll ever feel that again for her. Okay. All right. I, I, I feel like that's fair, but I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, let's see. So Kane, let me see. Kane, Brayden. So Brayden, haha. Brayden realizes that they are chicken curry in the books. <laughs> <laughs> they are chicken. So I say curry chicken and Mima says chicken curry. So they are chicken, chicken curry, curry in the it's They chicken are chicken curry. curry in the book. They are still in the books right now, okay? They are mm. cooking, cooking these books. So remember that Tariq's trust fund is there too. Monet Tahada's money is there too. And RSJ's money is there too. Don't forget. Oh my God. I forgot about that part. (laughs) There is going to be hell up on these streets. So, um, don't forget that. So, Brayden has realized that they are cooking these books. And then Tariq is outside. And the guy that plays Paz's son. Remember Paz? Why? Oh! Ain't that her son? Ain't that you the keep, boy that pays You, that you know, this is not the first time you have mentioned that. But that's him, I, right? No, I have to look. But he got a I different to, name now. I have to look back. But it probably is. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, recall his face. So, he... He is dressed up. He is undercover, dressed up as a homeless man, digging yes. through the trash, and he finds the druggy bucks. So this is my name for it, but it's really called Crash Coin. He finds the druggy bucks cups, and he finds some of the product in the cup. Now, which asshole left the damn drugs in the cup? Like, you bought this, and you left it in the damn cup? You know they got money, so they got me. Come on, power. Come on. So anyway, he finds it. He goes to the trash, and he finds that. Uh, Kane calls out Monet for her manipulation tactics. When they go to the club with Kai, they bring Kai's head to the Russians as a truce offering. And that, that calls the truce with the Russians. Now, Theo gets out because the the... The parole, the parole hearing works. Theo is released, and Davis takes Theo to the helipad. And they talk for a little bit, and he just looks like he doesn't have much longer to go. He looks like he's in full substitute teacher mode at this point. Um, but then Drew is laid up in bed with Gordo. They are lovey dovey laying on the chest playing with the chest hands doing Eskimo kisses why 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 are you talking in this voice (laughs) why doing Eskimo kisses (laughs) just smelling each other okay all right all right all right enough (laughs) they are completely enamored with each other no lie I felt this relationship though I like him better for Drew. I did. Yeah, I, I did. can't stand Everett. 
No, he was just too arrogant and just Everett rude. Everett is arrogant, rude, and he didn't even come to his daddy funeral. Yeah, he just That's was like, yeah, he, yuck, mm-mm. okay? Unless he was there, we didn't see because no, the Russians came not. and shot at him. <laughs> He, he was not. He like, I'm going to escape these people alive because Zeke is no longer here. So. So. Drew then texts oh the God. phone to say, I'm on my way. And who phone goes off? Gordo's phone. Can you imagine? You done laying up with your man. I was like. Oh my gosh, you don't even have your phone on silent? That's how you knew he wasn't cheating, right? He didn't even have his phone on silent. Do not disturb. Nothing. Big, big vibrate sound. <laughs> Drew, Drew heart dropped through his butt at that point because he's like, this cannot be true. But what I respect is that Drew didn't even hesitate. Didn't ask no questions. Just I was surprised. Just took out I thought the... he was just going to leave. What? Not I Drew? Didn't, yeah. Not big, big killer Drew? <laughs> I was like, because of the love he had for him, I thought he would like kind of leave. his father more. I know. And that was like, ooh. No questions asked. I thought, I thought Gordo had some more time Me on too. the show. I That's Gordo, all. I thought Gordo Meaning like he would have, he would have killed him eventually, but I didn't think it would have been right Episode then and seven. there. Yeah. Yep. So, but right through the chest, right through the heart, Gordo gets shot. Holds his heart. I, I want to reenact how he got shot. <laughs> he did a good job, I feel like. No, you don't think so? Yeah, no, no, no. He did a good job. But he um he falls out in the shower. Can you imagine getting killed naked like that? I would have been pissed off. So is my ghost going to be naked now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. So when I, when I got to come and haunt him, am I maybe, gonna be naked? maybe he don't have private parts as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Ken doll. Maybe he don't have private parts. <laughs> so uh, okay, now um, let's let's get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. <sighs> I know we're going over time a little bit today, and we're gonna get through this. Lauren goes to the bathroom, so they move. They're moving her from this from the safe house now. Lauren goes to the bathroom, and of course, in power, they don't have a female guard to escort her to the bathroom. Lauren goes to the bathroom by herself. No lie, when Tariq walked out that bathroom, I was like, oh my God, he's about to unalive her. <laughs> I thought so I too. I got so scared. I was like, she looked like she kind of felt scared. She felt like... scared too because she backed up when he got her. Yeah. She, and then here go, here go my bright baby. She comes, Tariq. <laughs> yeah, like fool. You don't got a, a little nickname. <laughs> Boo boo. <laughs> Honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches something. of something. Like, not, not, not Tariq. Tariq. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god anyway so he comes out he begs her not to say anything she agrees he's she just he needs her to hold them off a little bit and she agrees to do it she says she believes him he played the recording from effie and she's team Tariq right now and she also lets it blow that sax is working with the feds no how did sax not see this coming the way she did he it was did. like, oh, I believe you, but it's too late. I was like, uh, <laughs> the, the man had hope for all of two seconds. <laughs> yeah, but she said that she'll hold them off. She'll get, she'll get him as much time as she can. <sighs> but he did know Sax is working with the feds. When I tell you Tariq did some grade A acting in there right there, 
pure stress. But we talked about that part in the beginning. But here is the part that made me laugh or that kind of made me feel a little sad. Whenever the Tahadas get together for dinner, I always know something terrible is going to happen. If they smiling for too much, I just know that something bad is going to happen. Whenever they sit down together and they're having a good day and they're all speaking to each other, of course the DEA is going to bust in. And out of all the murderers and drug dealers at that damn table... They take up Diana Tiana. I know. <laughs> and Monet is flipping. Get your hands off my daughter. Don't talk to my daughter like that. Did you did you see her face though when she was like Diana? And she was like, Oh, it's not me. I yeah, survived she, her again. Her shoulders went down. Yeah, it did. Yeah. She relaxed mm-hmm. when she realized it wasn't her. But then she's gonna trust me, she's gonna feel nervous again because she knows all of the stuff that she did to Diana. She better pray Diana don't be like, because Diana, like we just said, Diana is not made for this. Now I hope when Diana goes into that that holding cell or that that um, interrogation room, I know I hope that she knows to say lawyer, and yeah. and just shut her mouth. But something tells I, me Diana is gonna. Yeah, you know her mouth rip. Yeah, she just be leaking everything and leaking everywhere. So. That's true, they, they, And what's so crazy is she wouldn't have to tell Drew or Kane, don't say a word. But her last words to Diana is, don't say an effing word, she Diana. She always talks too much. Yeah. And you know they're going to get all up in her head. Like, oh, just tell us this and we'll give you this and you'll be back in school and da da da. <sighs> All right, so I feel like we answered a lot of questions. Yes. We did. We 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 knew that Gordo wasn't gonna make it. You feel like Gordo didn't deserve to die. I disagree. I think that Gordo had to die because he killed his dad. And I I just you know what annoyed me about the Castillo family and they just took Monet's word for it. There was no vetting the information. He didn't even ask Lorenzo what happened. He just came up from behind and slit his throat. And I, for that is why I say Gordo, he has he had to die, and I think he did deserve it. I do think that he was a good match for Drew, but I just don't know how long that could have lasted. But you know why I feel like they didn't because they felt like they were family. They trusted them. They grew up with them, and they felt like this is our family. I think that's why they took her word for it. No, that's why the no, mother took the word. No, that's no. why Evelyn knew not to trust her. Evelyn she said, said she don't to want her, my she, child to come up. Yeah. yeah, and she said, I don't, I don't, I know that if you give me this piece of information, I know that it's not for free. And I know that you're doing this with an ulterior motive. And she tells her that flat out. And look. But I'm guessing they, that Monet circumvented Evelyn because I don't think that Evelyn wanted any of her children to get involved in this. And she went around, which is what we find out, she went around and texted Gordo the information. It's not going to look good for the next episode. It's because, not. first of all, the brothers, the other brothers wanted a bigger cut. They were not happy with the Tejadas. Yeah. And now Gordo is dead. And they know he was dating Drew. It's not like it was a secret he knows. So it's looking very fishy for Drew. Yeah. So then uh, the last thing, and, you know, for 30 more seconds, I don't think Monet makes it out of this season. Um, the last ten seconds, Monet. Monet is horrible. 
I think she just manipulates everybody just so she doesn't take the rap. Everybody's going to take the fall for Monet, but Monet, she's doing... Bi- <laughs> we, we, we're going to go far with this, but I'm just saying, Monet, all she does is manipulate them children to and get her out to get her out of something. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. It's, she's the star of the show. When but... will she get I, You don't think Tariq is the star? Tariq is the star, but she's also a star too. I don't know if she's going to live. Or or I or I see her going to jail. She, she There's no way you killing all these people and doing all of this and you don't get caught. I don't know. Uh, I'll continue this story. Oh. Uh, next week when we go over eight, it hopefully Mima can come back and talk with me again. I, I, want may, to, I may. I want to. I I want Mima here, but I know that our schedules conflict. Um, but I hope I know that. So her and I we're going to talk about it regardless, even if it's just through text. But hopefully she's able to come on the show with me, and you know we can rehash all of this stuff. But I don't think Monet makes it out of here. I think she's done too much. Especially as it relates to the children. And we still haven't... She still hasn't met Noma. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Chronicles of Power. Please keep keep uh, keep listening. And we have some special guests coming up. So stay tuned to my IG stories. You'll see them. Have a good night. Bye.